had been in the car with Buddy for almost 20 minutes, the silence between us so thick you can cut it with a knife. He followed me out of the city council meeting, and we took off without a word to each other. With every mile between us and the meeting, the heat from the talisman dissipated, and my heart didn't thunder as hard in my chest. Eventually, Buddy relented and tried to bridge the gap. Do you want to talk about it? No, not really. Are you sure? Yes. Because that was a pretty extreme reaction. You practically ran out of there, and everyone was staring at you. Well, it's probably safe to say that it's not the strangest thing they're going to see today, apparently. True, but still pretty odd. I I just, I don't want to talk about it, please, okay? Okay, sure, you bet. Now wasn't the time. Though it had been five years, I still wasn't ready. I knew it was inevitable that we'd run into each other, but I wasn't ready to face it yet. So, do you want to go home, or...? No, I, I, I need to occupy my mind with something. More hot dogs at Big Jones? Why don't we do something a little less gastro-heavy? Like, maybe checking out that thing on Blunter Avenue? The portal they were talking about at the meeting? Yeah, I mean, it could be a good way to ease into the whole Scooby-Doo mystery thing. It is pretty close. Let's go see what we can find. It didn't take long to get there, but it dawned on me that we had no idea what house the portal was in. Lucky for us, when we turned the corner onto the block, it became abundantly clear. So how much do you want to bet that that long line of people standing outside 302 Blunter is where we want to be? What are they doing? Charging admission to see it? Sure enough, as we got closer to the house, we saw a sign on the lawn advertising it. See the wondrous portal to regions beyond. Only five dollars. Throw something in for ten. Wow. Talk about capitalism. Gotta make that money somehow. Buddy parked the car and we joined the end of the line. It took some time, but eventually we made it to the front of the house, where we were greeted by someone who was acting like a carnival barker. Hurry, hurry, step right up and see the amazing, the weird, the incredible portal to another world. Where does it go? Where does it lead? We don't know. We don't care, but it's all on display. Five dollars to see this wonder of the world, ten dollars to throw something in. Ah, gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you? That will be five dollars a piece. Hey, um, I'm, I'm Jonathan Barker, and this is my friend Buddy Nutters. Do you mind if we ask you some questions? You two aren't from the newspaper again, are you? I told those vultures I didn't want any sort of investigative journalism about the- No, 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 not us. Just some casual fans. Well, why didn't you say so? Carlton Mendelssohn, that's my name. This here is my house, my business, my portal to beyond. I can't tell you much beyond what the souvenir gift guide, only $3.99 in the gift shop out back, says about the portal, except that it's here. It's safe and it's fun for the whole family. Mr. Mendelssohn, how long has the portal been open for? Just a few weeks now. One day it just appeared in my daughter's room. It might have been there a few days, we're not sure, as she is away in New York City. But when we noticed the cat was missing, we went looking for him, and that's when we came across it. She was a thing of beauty. Have you ever looked inside yourself or seen what's on the other end? Not me. I'm not one to look a gift horse in the mouth. Of course, we suspect that's where Mr. Tinks, our cat, wandered off into since we... Haven't seen him since. And that police officer took a look once, but he didn't say much when he found his way back out again. Well, minus the screaming his head off. And you're not afraid something will happen to it, like someone will get hurt? Oh, heck no. We got barriers and police caution tape all around it. No one will be wandering in there unless we want them to. Now, 
You guys are awfully nice, but you're holding up the line. Any other questions, please hold to the end of the tour. That'll be $5 a piece. I took out a $10 bill and handed it over to him, and he herded our group into the house. Right this way. You're all about to see the eighth wonder of the world, located right here in Melancholy Falls. You'll be able to see an actual window into time and space. Now, you're able to take your time, but not too much time, just about a $5 bill's worth of time, looking into the amazing, wonderful, and fantastical abyss that is this portal to another world. Don't push, don't shove, and by God, don't throw anything in it. That is, unless you paid the requisite $10 to do so. Now, this way, come along, come along. Carlton led our group down a small hallway of his house, directly into his daughter's room, before stopping dramatically in front of a closed closet door. Are you ready to have your minds blown? And here we go! With a dramatic flare, he flung the door open. Everyone pushed each other aside so they can fight to see it first. Hey, watch it, buddy. While waiting for our turn, I looked around the room and found it pretty unassuming. It was like a teenager's room stuck in time. Posters all over the walls, stuffed animals on the bed, and pink everywhere. My eyes were drawn to the closet, though, right next to the bed. Behind some police tape and red stanchions, hidden within the closet itself, there it was. The portal into time and space. It was just about what you would expect from a portal. Oval in shape, about six feet tall and glowing brilliant shades of blue that swirled within its boundaries. The crowd oohed and awed while looking at it. There she is. Now, we don't know exactly whatever lies behind the door, but ain't she a beaut? Whoa. That's actually pretty beautiful. Now, like I said to you folks earlier, we don't know why it's here or where it goes, But it's part of our family now, just like our own kids. Come on, let's try to get closer. Buddy pushed his way through the crowd and got right up to the police tape. He just stood there, transfixed by the portal, as if in some kind of trance. Hey, Buddy, are you okay? The closer I got to it, the more I began to hear this strange sound. It must have been there when we first entered the room, but it was so low that we didn't take any notice of it. But as I got closer, it got louder and more distinct. It almost sounded like... Angel singing. It's so beautiful. Buddy, in his trance-like state, leaned forward as if trying to hear it better. Hey hey man, take a step back. Let me see for a second. What? Oh, sorry, I totally drifted off there for a second. You want to see? Here, switch with me. Buddy moved and I took his place. Standing this close to the portal, it sounded like the singing was inside my head. I glanced around to see if anyone else could hear it, but couldn't tell by the crowd's vacant faces. But then again, maybe that was a sign that they could. All right now, those of you who have the green tickets can line up over here and throw something in. The rest of you, stand over to that side there and let them through. A few of the crowd lined up and handed their tickets over to Carlton, who gave them each something to throw in. An apple, a keychain, a book. Hey, why are you throwing perfectly good books in there? Maybe something on the other side wants to read about our culture. And just how much of our culture are they going to learn from the Communist Manifesto? Yeah, you should throw something we don't want in there, like Twilight, or pretty much any John Gershom novel after 2005. Really? What? I'm not a fan. You two hush up now. We're just going to throw in one of them Harry Potter books instead. You happy? Wait, which one? Carlton led the first person in line right up to the stanchions and began to instruct them. Now, you're welcome to aim for wherever you want, but... If you go for the outer edges, you'll get a bit more of a show. Now wind up 
and let her rip! The first person, who was a middle-aged man, took aim with his book and tossed it into the upper left-hand corner of the portal. The moment the book struck, the singing stopped for a second, and the entire portal flinched as if in pain. Then, the singing resumed, and the portal began to swirl. The book, stuck in its current, went in circles around the edges, slowly making its way inward. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet! As the book got closer to the center, the colors of the portal itself began to change, matching that of the book. Its brilliant blue turned into a dark brown, mixed with tan, the color of the pages. It reached out towards the edges of the portal, making an interesting and colorful show. Here it comes! It all began to swirl faster and faster, feeling like it was going to reach critical mass. Just when I thought it was going to tear itself apart, a black hole appeared in the center of it, and it comically sucked the book inside like a cartoon character. After a moment, there was a brief pop, and everything returned to normal. Or as normal as a portal inside a girl's closet could be. Harry Potter and the portal to another world! Who's next? That was impressive, actually. Oh, totally. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed that. But don't you think throwing a bunch of garbage into a portal might come back and bite him in the ass? You know, while not as commercially successful as the rest of the series, I'd hardly consider Goblet of Fire garbage, dude, just because... Step right up and take your shot! Buddy stopped talking as soon as the next person, a girl who was about 12 years old, stepped up to the line and tossed her designated item, a doll's head, directly center mass of the portal. Nice shot, sweetheart. Let's see what it does. The head swirled around for a few moments, its colors leaking throughout the rest of the portal again, but not as dramatically as before. However, this time, when the black hole appeared, a noise escaped it that definitely was not angels singing. Ah, <laughs> uh, no worries, folks. That happens from time to time. Let's just take a step back, though, and uh, see how this plays out. Carlton took a step back, moving the little girl with him. There was a slightly nervous look on his face, one that wasn't there before. However, before anything else could happen, the doll head was sucked into the hole. Oh, see? Nothing to worry about business as usual. Who wants to go next? But the black hole didn't close. It stayed open. All of a sudden, the doll head came shooting out, and it hit Carlton in the back of his head. Ah! Now what in the hell? I bet that's new. You bet right. It hasn't done that before. We should probably take another step back. At that moment, the singing stopped and was replaced by a swirling wind. The portal began to churn faster and faster, a deep purple replacing its blue. Tiny lightning strikes could be seen within its size, hitting faster and with more menace with each one. The entire room began to shake, as if an earthquake was hitting at that exact moment. And for the second time that day, I felt the talisman grow warm against my chest. Folks, it would be best if you get out of here for your own safety! As Carlton began to herd people out of the room, Buddy and I lagged behind, taking another look at the portal. I mean, it could be worse. It could be getting bigger. Of course, as soon as the words were out of his mouth, that's exactly what it began to do. You just had to say that, didn't you? You two, out of here now! Probably a good idea. Just as we were about to run out, a thunderous strike emitted from the portal, stopping the three of us in our tracks. We all turned to look as the black hole grew larger and a gigantic tentacle emerged from within. It thrashed wildly around the room, its bulk hammering against the floor and the walls with every strike. I had no idea what it was attached to, and I wasn't going to stick around to find out. Holy crap! Oh, wow! I know one thing for sure. What's that? We're going to have to start charging more money! We should definitely leave now. The tentacle reached further into the room as if sensing our presence and tried to grab at us. 
We managed to avoid it and got into the hallway outside the bedroom and leaned against the wall to try to catch our breath. What do we do now? Well, I guess the only thing we can do is try to figure out how to get rid of that thing and make sure under absolutely no circumstances is anyone to get anywhere near that thing. We don't want it grabbing onto someone and pulling through the portal. No sooner had I said that did the tentacle manage to snake its way into the hallway and around Buddy's legs. Hey, let go! Help! You just had to say that, didn't you? It's got him! It's got him! I grabbed onto Buddy and tried to kick the tentacle to get it off of him. That only made its grip tighter. Don't let go! Hang on! I'm trying! It began to jerk us side to side, trying to throw me off and take Buddy as his prize, but I wasn't letting go that easily. Unfortunately, I didn't see the second tentacle behind me, knocking me backward and Buddy out of my hands. Buddy! Johnny! With the breath knocked out of me, I scrambled to try to grab him again, but it was too late. The tentacles had wrapped around Buddy and dragged him directly to the portal. Help me! Return Home, Episode 2, Whatever Lies Behind the Door. You just listened to Part 2 of 3. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, BJ Grip, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. Questions? Comments? Creatures from a portal to another world trying to kidnap your best friend? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Pleasant dreams.